welcome to podcast number 175 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. As we continue our series on dreams, today's podcast is entitled, Put God First in Our Dreams. And we're going to get into a discussion here and use the Word of God to find out exactly how God desires us to think of Him and where we place Him when we're seeking our dreams to take place in our life. But before we get into that, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. I give you praise for what you've done in my life and the lives of those who are listening in today. As we take on the subject of dreams and how to keep you first in our dreams, Lord, we need your guidance and direction. So I yield to the Holy Spirit and I invite the Holy Spirit to take charge, to take control, and to guide and direct me through this conversation, this discussion today, Lord, on your word. I pray blessings on it, and I pray that everyone who's listening in today would receive something special, Lord, led by the Holy Spirit to help them understand how to keep you first in our life and everything that we do. When we have a dream, to remember that you are our source, you're our guide, you bring the dream into our life, and then you bring life into our dream. I thank you for that in advance, and I call forth those things dreams that people have had in their heart for years, that they'll come to reality today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in our podcast on quality Christian living, we deal with all the aspects of living a quality life. I believe God wants us to live the abundant life and that we're more than overcomers. So we are blessed to serve a God who wants us to be happy, to be joyful, and live a life filled with his goodness and his joy. You know, we've taken on so many topics dealing with faith and finances and prosperity and generosity. We've dealt with the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So all those areas, I believe, have been helpful. But this particular area is one that I've been wanting to get into for a long time, and that's to talk about how God wants to see our dreams come true in our life. So get ready. If you've got an old dream that you've given up on, get ready to receive it because God has something very special for you as we put God first in our dreams. Now, I called this podcast that we should put God first in our dreams because we need to keep him first in everything that we do. That means everything. Our work, our homes, our relationships, our parenting, our marriages, our finances, every area of our life, we need to keep God first. He is our source for every good and perfect gift. The Word of God tells us that. The answer to our dream is a gift from God. As a matter of fact, our dream itself is a gift from God. First, He gives us the dream, which is a gift, and then He gives us the answer to that dream by bringing it forth in our life. So we serve an amazing God who is our source. So therefore, let's keep Him first in every dream that we have. Before we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we may have had dreams and basically ignored God. Just basically thought, well, I don't need him. I I can do this on my own. I know before I became a Christian, I had dreams to accomplish certain things. And you know, they just didn't seem to happen because I was trying to do it myself. It was frustrating. Oh, I was married. I mean, my wife was a wonderful helper with me and we worked together on things, but we just weren't seeing our dreams fulfilled. But when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we both accepted Christ within a matter of just a couple of months apart, everything changed in our life. Our dream life changed and the successes that we had in our dreams just exploded as God wanted to bless us. Now, before becoming believers in Jesus Christ, our dreams may not have been part of God's plan for us. Matter of fact, they probably were not because they were pretty much self-inspired. We must learn what are spiritually led dreams and what are carnal or self-only dreams. A carnal dream is not birthed from the Holy Spirit. 
Carnal means this, self-centered, desires, not led by God, but led by our flesh, things that lift us up and things that are contrary to God. The Lord will not bless a dream based on carnal desires. Most of us have experienced carnal dreams. I know I have, like putting self above God or having greed in our life, or thinking that I want this rather than what God wants for me, or I want to do that without paying any attention to God. We've got to remove carnal thinking and fleshly desires from our dream life. I believe, as believers in Jesus Christ, we must put away anything that does not put God in first place in our entire life. We must flee from carnality and self. Okay, I've said enough on that. Matter of fact, I've probably said more than I needed to. So let's look at the scriptures, a few of them that put God first in our dreams. I'm going to turn to a wonderful scripture and talk about it as I read through it, found in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 9 in the New Living Translation. Now you may not have used this scripture, that's Philippians chapter 4 starting at verse 6, in relationship to your dreams and the things that you'd like to see happen in your life, but we should apply it to that because Paul is writing to the church in Philippi and he He's giving them some amazing advice, incredible direction. So let's take it slow because there's so much here at stake. In verse 6, it says, don't worry about anything. All right, let's put our dreams into that into that pot that we will not worry about it, will not be anxious about it. And it says, instead, pray about everything. So therefore, we must pray about our dreams and have faith and trust in God and not worry about them. It also says, tell God what you need. All right, present your dream to him and thank him for all he's done. So we're going to say, God, I have this dream. I want to do this or do that. And I want to thank you for all that you've done in my life. You've done everything for me. You've received me as your child. I'm now part of the kingdom of God. And I'm thankful for that. And be thankful for what's happened in your past rather than be sorrowful or worrying about the dream that you want to see take place in your life. Verse 7, then it says, that's an important word, then you will experience God's peace. You know, when we're in the midst of our dream, we need to have peace. And if we don't have peace, we're not putting God first. And if we're not putting God first, then we're going to have chaos and all kinds of problems. It says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, that's one of my favorite verses, and I apply it a lot to people when I'm praying for them. I tell them not to worry. Matter of fact, there have been times when I pastored for the 20 years in our church, and I would be preaching, and I'd say, and I might read the scripture and say, don't worry. And I would tell the congregation, if you got nothing out of this message, absolutely nothing about other else that I've talked about today, no matter what it was, if you can just not worry about things and instead pray about everything, you've gained a lot. So let me just tell you that. Those who are listening into this podcast today, if we can learn not to worry about anything, including that includes our dream, and pray about everything, then we have gained something very special in this podcast today. Now in verse 8 it says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. When it comes to our dreams, we should do this. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Be sure your dream is true and honorable. We need to make sure that our dream is honorable. And it says, and right and pure. Our dream must be pure. It says, and lovely and admirable. So all those things must be in our dream. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Our dream must be excellent and worthy of praise to our God. Verse 9, keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. So here Paul is giving us great advice about life in general and giving us something to hang our hat on, if you will, and place our confidence and hope in, but it applies so much to our dream. So I hope that you'll receive that and include that in what you've learned today in this podcast. There's another scripture I want to read, and it's 
that's a pretty basic one that people use all the time. It's found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 in the New Living Translation. This has to do with something Jesus was teaching. The main topic in this subject in Matthew chapter 6 had to do with teaching about money and about possessions and telling us how to deal with those things. And at the end of chapter 6, Jesus says these words in verse 33, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Now, let's apply that to our dream. First, seek the kingdom of God. That means put God first. Above all else, that means above everything else, your wants, your needs, your desires, the dream that you think is so important, and I'm sure that it is, but we've got to put God first and live righteously. We need to live a good life, a godly life under the direction of the Holy Spirit, and he will give you everything that you need. Now, here we've got some great advice, some wonderful things that we can think about before we get into the rest of today's teaching on put God first in our dreams. When you think about it, these two passages of scripture are all that we need to do in order to keep God first in our dream and believe that it will come to pass. Now following are what I've put together as seven ways to keep God first in our dreams. Let's get into that right now. Number one, Jesus said to his father, not my will, but thy will be done. Now our dream must be according to the will of God. Our dream must be in line with God's will in every part of it. We know that because God desires that, because Jesus wanted that in his life when he was facing the cross. Knowing this, it that it's God's will, knowing that our dream is God's will, does three things. It draws us closer to God, it builds the kingdom of God in our life, and it is led by the Holy Spirit. So that's probably one of the most important of my seven steps is to know that your dream lines up according to God's will, because if it doesn't, you don't have any chance to receive it from God. And I can tell you that's just a fact, because God will only bless those things that line up according to his will and his desires. Now, number two, when we keep God first in our dreams, it will bring us spiritual growth. You see, it draws us closer to God. It helps us and to have a hunger to read the word of God and to serve at our church and help others. When when we keep God first in our dreams, it helps us to, to place our trust in God and our confidence in God and know that God is in charge and he's going to bring this thing to pass as long as it lines up to his will. Number three, we must enjoy the journey to seeing our dreams come true. Now that that's so important. Let me just take a moment and talk about that because a lot of people kind of endure their walk with God. They kind of endure going through their dreams and thinking about what's going to happen. They kind of endure it rather than enjoy it. We need to learn how to enjoy the journey. Enjoying the journey is so important. I think I'm going to do an entire podcast on the journey to our successes in life and our dreams in life, but we'll see how the Holy Spirit leads us in that. You see, when we are enjoying the journey, we're at peace. And when we're at peace, we're not in chaos. We're not in conflict. We're not in confusion. We're not angry. We're not upset. We're not disappointed. We're at peace with God. Sometimes the journey to our dream can be as good or even better than achieving the dream. Let me give you an example of that. Our dream, and when I pastored a church in North Scottsdale was to build a new church, a beautiful new church in a beautiful high desert area with sound rounded by mountains. We had a wonderful piece of land and I had this incredible dream and I wanted to see it come to pass. I was so excited about it. And the journey was so exciting. It was exciting as we started drawing plans. We started talking to people and the energy in the church built up and the joy of going through the journey spread through our church to where our people, we were running probably close to 2,000 people at that time when we were in the air park 
Park in Scottsdale. And there was a high energy, such a high energy that we were going to do something very special to expand the kingdom of God. And the journey was getting more and more exciting. I'd show pictures of what it would look like and the church would applaud and get very excited. While waiting for the dream, we could sense the joy of it being finished could just experience what it was like. I could I could imagine what it would be like when the building was built and finished and we were all there. What a wonderful thing it would be, yet we didn't have the building because the dream was the building, but on, in reality, we were enjoying the journey. Let me give you another example. As a little kid, and lots of kids, little kids think this way, Christmas was probably the biggest event of the year. I was kind of a greedy little kid, and my mom and dad would talk about the fact that Christmas was coming up and get us all ready and all excited. The house would start to get decorated. We'd start to see things hung on the walls and we'd see things outside, lights outside of our home. And the energy was there. The excitement was there. The dream was Christmas, experiencing Christmas. But the journey of seeing all these things come together and these little pieces put together to draw us closer and closer to achieving our dream of Christmas. And so we would draw closer and we'd tell, ask our mom and dad, when's the Christmas tree going up? And they would say, well, sometime. And we would have a tendency not to put the tree up until like two days before Christmas, and I always wanted to go up sooner than that. Now today, my wife and I, we put our Christmas tree up right after Thanksgiving. We want to get a full month of enjoying the journey to Christmas. And so I hope that when you're going through your dream, or heading towards your dream, and you're going through that journey, that you can see the joy in it, the excitement, the anticipation that's there. Well, you know, when Christmas would come around, and the day was there, the morning was wonderful. The dream was being fulfilled. The gifts were there. Mom and Dad was there. The big dinner was going to be served later that day and it was so exciting and while I was in my dream that had come to life I was enjoying it so much but then after the dream was over all of a sudden I realized that it got kind of quiet around the house and matter of fact many times people say that Christmas afternoon after the dinner's over and everything is finished the gifts are all exchanged it gets kind of a little slow and kind of like well okay well let's just kind of see where we go from here and it kind of slows down and that's kind of sad because when we have the journey to the dream that's wonderful but but when we experience the dream, that should last a long, long time. So don't allow the journey to be sad. I want you to, I want to encourage you now, enjoy the journey to your dream. And when the dream happens and it's there, receive it and walk in it and don't be disappointed when it's all done and say, well, is that all there is? Is that all there is to this thing? Because if that's the way you feel about it, your dream probably was not very worthwhile. Here's item number four to keep God first. So it's easy to put God first in our dreams when it is a Holy Spirit inspired dream. You see, the Holy Spirit stays with us through the journey and that journey is so exciting if we allow it to be. We know our dream is Holy Spirit inspired when our dream came from reading the Holy Spirit inspired Word of God. For example, the New Living Translation has a scripture, Romans 8, 14, that says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are children of God. You see, you want to know if your dream is real and it's of God and it's of God and it's of the Spirit, then you, you need to find that out by reading God's Word because the Word of God was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we know that our dream is Holy Spirit inspired when our dream came from reading the Holy Spirit inspired Word of God. Now, I hope that makes sense to you, but it does to me. Many times as I'm reading the Word of God, I see a dream. Matter of fact, not too long ago, I was studying the life of Joseph and the life of Daniel and all the great dreamers in the Word of God. And when I was reading that, and I wasn't doing it to prepare for 
a podcast series on dreams, but through reading the inspired Word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, I was inspired to bring forth a teaching on dreams because I felt it was so important because so many people live below their dreams and they give up on their dreams. And that's sad because we must never give up on our dreams. So I hope that's a help to you. But I want to remind you, the number four is it's easy to put God first in our dreams when it is a Holy Spirit inspired dream. Now, number five, we keep God first when we understand that God cares about our dreams. And that's important. God does care about our dreams because if our dream is important to us, I've said this many times and I'll probably say it many times in future podcasts. If something is important to us, then it's important to God. It's important that God either corrects us or blesses us in whatever is important to us. And that's crucial. But when it comes to dreams, God cares more about the dreamer, that's us, than the dream. We are his greatest creation. Have you ever thought about yourself that way? I'm sure that you haven't, and I many times have not either. But sometimes I stop and think about the fact that that the Word of God tells me that we are his greatest creation. He gave the life of his Son for us. He will never forsake us. The dream is important, but God never forgets that we are the most important thing to him. So remember, God wants to bless us. He wants our dreams to come true, and he cares about our dreams, but he cares more about us than even our dream. So if your dream comes true, wonderful. But if your dream does not come true for some reason or another, maybe it wasn't according to God's will. Maybe it wasn't for this particular time. Maybe it's because God had something better in store. And I've talked about that before. Whatever it might be the reason that your dream may not have come true, remember God cares more about you than he cares about even the dream that you had. All right, let's move on to number six. Never forget where our dreams come from and who completes them. I'm going to read John chapter 10 and verse 10 in the New Living Translation. Dreams are inspired by God. I've mentioned that before in prior podcasts. But in John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus is speaking these words and he talks about that he wants to bless us. This should help us get some direction and understanding where our dreams come from. Now it says here that the thief's purpose, the thief of course, the devil, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said though, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. In verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrificed his life for the sheep. You see, he wants to give us an abundant life, a great life, and dreams are part of that life. So when we think about that our dream, dream, he not only made it and put it in our heart through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, but then he also completes the dream because he brings us hope. He gives us a future and a hope, it says in the word of God. He gives us purpose. uh, And the purpose that he has is to give us a rich and satisfying life. So therefore, God wants to bless our dreams. And if those dreams are going to give us a rich and satisfying life, then they have a great opportunity to come forth. So the step number seven, if you will, or whatever you want to call it, just basically seven reasons how we can keep God first in our dreams is we know our dream is from God when the dream is bigger than our ability. Now, I'm going to read a little bit in Isaiah because I've got to read that scripture anytime you talk about ability and, and thoughts and plans and all those things. But first of all, let me give an example of what I just said. Let me repeat what I said. We know our dream is from God when the dream is bigger than our ability. And when the dream comes from God, we've got to keep God first in that dream. And 
The example I want to give you is this. If I have a dream to give the church $100, I can do that just about any time. I wouldn't really consider that a dream, but on the other hand, when I was only making a tiny bit of money every month, $100 was a huge amount of money, and that would have been a big dream then. But today in my life, because I've had a successful business, and I've been able to save money, and I'm able to retire, and financially I'm very comfortable. But so having a dream to give the church $100 right now isn't all that difficult. I can do that anytime I want to. But if I have a dream to give the church $100,000, I need God to intervene. And that dream is beyond my ability. It's God's ability. And God can bring that forth. We must keep God first in order to receive our dream. And we got to remember that our dream must be bigger than we are. If that dream is easy, then it's probably just something that you kind of want to do. It's maybe a wish that you have or something you'd like to do. And, And you go ahead and accomplish it. And that's fine. And of course, you can give glory to God for anything that we do for the kingdom or any blessing comes into our life, even if it's giving $100 to the church. And we want to thank God that we're able to do that. But but really, we need to think about God and who He is and how big He is when it comes to our dreams. I got to read a scripture I've used many times and I will use many times in the future because when it comes to dreams, it applies greatly to it. It's found in the book of Isaiah and it's chapter 55, verses 8, 9, and it's in the New Living Translation. Now think about this. When you're thinking about, is your dream based on your ability, on God's ability? It says here, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So therefore, if your dream is not bigger than your ability, then I believe we need to dream again. And we need to dream that God will bring something forth that it's going to require his involvement and his action to see it come to pass. Now, my list of the seven ways to know to keep God first is not obviously a complete list. In order to give you a total complete list of all the ways that we will know that God is must be first in our life, in our finances, in our dreams, and everything else, I'd have to speak on all the promises of God. My goal in this podcast is to give you a list of what I believe are the basic things we need in order to see our dreams become reality. Let me give you a quick review. Here are the seven of them, very quickly. Number one, our dream must be God's will. Number two, it must help us to grow spiritually. Number three, it must we must enjoy the journey to our dream. That's a big one to me because so many people get so frustrated and get so down and upset and sometimes even depressed because their dreams are not coming true. We need to turn that around and start anticipating and calling forth that dream as though, even though it's not, as though that it is. And if we do that, we'll enjoy the journey to our dream coming past. Number four, know our dream is inspired by the Holy Spirit. If we know that, it's going to be a lot easier to keep God first in it. Number five, we need to know that God cares more about us than the dream. That makes it really easy to keep God first because he puts us first when it comes to the most important of all of his creations. Number six, remember where our dreams come from, that God is the one who made the dream possible through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and then God is the one that brings that dream into reality. And number seven, keep God first because the dream is bigger than we are and bigger than our ability. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope it's done something to encourage you to see 
see your dreams come forth and to always keep God first in your dreams and in your life. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, once again, I pray that this teaching, that this lesson, whatever you want to call it, this podcast would be a blessing to those who've listened in. I pray, Lord, that they would walk in an anticipation of their dreams being met. But in all things, Lord, they'll keep you first. Lord, that dream is not important, more important than you are. But to God, we are even more important than the dream is. So I pray, Lord, that we'll keep God first in our dream and that we will press on to see it be accomplished. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity again to read your word. And as we read your word and and the Holy Spirit inspires what we should talk about in your word, that the words that were given today, the scriptures that I use today would go into the lives of those who are listening in and that you would bless it, Lord, and you would prosper it, Father. And I'll give you praise and glory for it in advance for ask these things now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this lesson on keeping God first in our dreams in order to see them really come to pass. And I hope that it'll be a blessing to you and I hope that your dream will come soon. And I pray that God will bring that into your life. So with that, I would like to encourage you to go to my webpage. It's davidcfriendauthor.com. And there you'll find a list of other things that we've talked about in Quality Christian Living. When you pull up my webpage, you can see a link there to all the podcasts that we've done over the last 175 of them. That's about a year and a half worth of podcasts. And you'll see topics that I believe will bless you. And the reason I give this information at the end of the teaching each time is that a lot of people may have only tuned in one time and you think the only thing we talk about is dreams. But the Lord has blessed us to cover a plethora of topics. We've dealt with prosperity. We've dealt with spiritual gifts. We've dealt with the gifts of the Spirit and the power gifts of the Spirit. We've dealt with faith. I've talked on how to get out of debt. Talked about a lot of subjects and covered a lot of topics, but I can tell you that one of those will be a blessing to you. So I'd like you to just go through and scroll through the list of podcasts on that link, and you may find something that'll bless you and something that you're dealing with in your own life. In addition to that, on my webpage, you'll find a reference there to the books that I've written dealing with various topics. There's a book in there entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. That's based upon the teaching that Paul gave about calling forth those things that are not as though they are believing for something to happen or that it is happening even now before it does. And I believe it'll bless you. In addition to that, I've written a book in there entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? And it's kind of a play on words, but it's certainly a strong biblical teaching that when we are generous, we're going to get blessed back. God's going to bless us in such a way that he'll pour out a blessing that we can't even contain it. So let's learn the lesson of generosity. In addition to that, I've written a book on Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. There'll be a step-by-step approach to help you to have financial success and to live a debt-free life. In addition to that, there's a couple of books dealing with my service in the military. I was in Vietnam and I was not a Christian at the time. I didn't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And years later when I came back, my wife encouraged me to write a couple of books on the topics dealing in Vietnam, subjects dealing with the PTSD and Asian orange exposure issues. And so I've written a book on that and also one on the situation America was in in the Vietnam War before the war, during the war, and after the war. And it's, I believe, will be a lesson that'll help you. I've spent a little more time talking about the books on Vietnam because my next two podcasts that I'll be doing next week have 
to deal with veterans. Once a year, I take a couple of lessons out and I teach for veterans how to understand and how to deal with some of the challenges in their life. Today, there's a huge challenge with people who served in Vietnam and are struggling with the effects of being exposed to Agent Orange. That was an herbicide that was used to kill the vegetation and that herbicide that was sprayed upon those who served in Vietnam or were exposed to the herbicide is now bringing various sicknesses and even death to those who are exposed to it. In addition to that, I'll be talking about the impact of PTSD that's taking place in our country today. Those who served in Vietnam had PTSD when they came back. We didn't call it that. We called it battle fatigue or some other topic that we called it. But today it's known as PTSD. And now we have troops coming back from Afghanistan and they've been in Iraq and they've been in various places of our world and been exposed to traumatic experiences in their life. And that brings forth the post-traumatic stress disorder. And I will address that in the upcoming lessons that I'll be having for our veterans because we'll be celebrating the lives of our veterans and honor our veterans on November the 11th. And these two podcast will come out before that and I hope that it'll be a blessing to you. So I'm looking forward to that. Matter of fact, I'm looking very much forward to that because it's always something that generates new interest in our podcast and is is help for those who are struggling with the effects of Agent Orange or PTSD or other veteran issues. So with that, I'm going to close this podcast with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may all your dreams come true. Thank you so much for listening in today and be sure and let others know about our teaching the next couple of podcasts dealing with our veterans in the United States of America. Thanks again for listening in.